When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. And World Gym. Trained for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Hello and welcome to it, a Wednesday night edition of Sports Day. Wednesday night's pretty quiet, but not when we're in town. Not when we're on the beat. Not when we're... Or not the... Actually, you were on a beat, weren't you? You are were a breakdancer. I was. What was the name of the group again? Electo Beat. You know, I saw. Oh, hello, Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews. Break dancing in the next Olympics. I saw the. Um, I, I saw the people. There was a story on them the other day. Yeah. None of them look like they've had a girlfriend. None. That's it, not important. And they look like they're wearing their pajama pants mm. during the day. Now that's just lazy. Guilty of that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Still. How are you, Scott Sattler? I'm very well. I'm very well, Woogie. I'm have you really and, well. Have you and the Rat had fun beating up on South Sydney over the last couple of days like the rest of the world do? Because, because an assistant coach has been let go. Let's just put it simply, tear it all down. You can make it make it up to be anything if you want. If this wasn't South Sydney, you wouldn't even be con- – Rubbish. You'd actually, you'd actually be – you'd be doubling down if it wasn't Ru- South Sydney. It's an assistant coach. Who cares? No, but it's a, a, an assistant coach is very special to the club, the playing group, the history – and comes with a very high identity. And he's pro- taken a job. Profile. He's taken a head coaching job, which mm-hmm. is taking up more of his time at Warrington. Yep. And he's got a baby due in three weeks. Yep. See ya. Yeah, the baby's got nothing to do and with it. And he's no angel either. Let's be honest, Sam Burgess. Oh, so now you're turning on Sam oh, because he's, he's gone from the I'm club. I'm on Team JD. Uh, but uh, have, you been, have you and Rat been laying into him? No, we haven't. We just, you know, there was... We had a caller last night while it was while it was breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Craig from Maitland who was ca- calling up to say there was a um, a meeting that was currently uh, being conducted at Maroubra, South Sydney headquarters, about about the futures of John Morris and Sam yep. Burgess. And as he was saying that, it was starting to break while we were on air. So uh, we didn't know enough about it at that time. So again, like today, it's about probably just letting it all play out and seeing where everyone sits in the. Uh, in the argument. Well, I'll give you the good oil. Yeah. Right. But thanks to Cobram Estate Premium Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil that John Morris has survived, even if he was, head was on the chopping block. Who knows? Well, he's apparently going to the West Tigers. He comes off contract at the end of this season. But anyway. he's staying there. He's staying there for the rest of the year. Well, they've got to have someone in the coaching department. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> uh, Sam Burgess has been let go from his contract early. So. Uh, Blake Solly, the CEO, who is the best CEO in the game, had this to say about Sam today. Sam's got a fair bit on at the moment. He's about uh, his partner Lucy's about to give birth in the next few weeks um, to a baby. Um, he's getting more and more involved in terms of preparing for Warrington and the head coach role there, and um, recruitment and retention for next season, and even having um, some discussions with the team there now to try and ensure that they finish the season in the strongest possible fashion. So, they're the two major um, reasons why. Um, Sam and the club agreed today. It was in the, everyone's best interest that he is allowed to focus on those two. Eyes. There you go. The only thing I took from that from Blake Solly, who, no, I, who I agree with you, is the best CEO in the competition and a hell of a nice guy, mm-hmm. is that he said that Sam's partner Lucy is about to give birth to a baby. 
<laughs> yes, okay, yeah. Well, he you just know, wanted to make sure in case, you know, anyone from NRL 360 <laughs> or – I mean, and Danny Wilder was just standing there. So in, I just wanted to make sure – because they could write giving birth to an egg or something. You don't know. Do you know what? With with South, it's a proud club. They've had great stability when Michael Maguire uh, arrived at the club, uh, what, over, over 10 years ago. This is probably the biggest disruption we've seen, you know, alongside when, when Maguire was exiting from the club, when Seabold exited the club to go to the Broncos. But all in all, they've been in really good control of the club uh, off the field and with the mm. playing group for over 10 years now. This is probably one of the biggest, I suppose, bumps in the road when it comes to one of their legends being involved, Sammy Burgess. So as a... As a Assistant r- coach, Sam Burgess. Let's, let's put it no, into no, no. context, it's, though, mate. No, it's... it's He's, he's a big identity. He's not a yeah, – he is. He's a big identity in the yes, club. Yes, he and is. He, and he holds, he holds great weight amongst that club and amongst uh, but he's a large a, portion of that playing group. But he's no longer the captain. He's not currently playing. His yeah, role – put it into context, Sats. No, you you got to understand the concept of how team dynamics are. I understand how they work, and I understand that you people try and chase the headline. What? He's an assistant, assistant coach let go from rugby league club. Wow. Wake me up when you're finished. Well, it has, it has a huge effect on the club with some players who have a really strong connection with, with Sam Burgess. Hey, I should have played this before we started. Welcome to NRL 180. Dissecting the big talk. This is how ridiculous it is. It's not ridiculous. I know he's going to another club, but he'll be back at South. Cobram and a start. Yeah, I hope he is. I yeah, hope he's he'll back, back as a Oh, now you hope coach. he does come back. Well, I'm just saying today... An assistant coach was let go from a footy club. Play on. The only reason why, I think the only reason why everyone wants to probably look further into this and, and probably peel back the layers is because we're probably not believing what South have said around, oh, around okay. it all. Like all right, with, Kenty. No, with his, you know, his partner Lucy giving birth to a baby. In four days. Yeah. Weeks, and, whatever. And uh, him going to the Warrington Wall so he can focus on that. And he's doing more work on that at the moment, apparently, after hours. Okay. And is that in his apparently, contract? Where'd you hear that? Well, that came from the... The, the, the source. What the, was your source? Uh, Jason Demetrio. So you're, you're chasing headlines, are you? No. Apparently he's doing more work on... And that's probably... Uh, you can I probably, tell you something about Sam Burgess? Le- what? Sam Burgess is a guy yeah. um, who, if he... If he is intent in rugby league in sticking to something, mm. he's a man of his word. So he would have liked to stay there throughout the finals. I have no if they doubt. Make it. I have no doubt. So I, I suppose the line that has been trotted out around his partner giving birth and he wants to focus on Warrington, well, I, I think that's why we're commenting because I don't think any of us believe it. Right. Scott Sattler saying Blake Solly is lying tonight on Sports Day. There's your headline, folks. Mm. Cobram State, Australia's most Awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria break time. Matt Tibico joins us next on Sports Day. First receiver, Timikov. Threads through a hole. That's far too simple. Oh, Burton missed him pointlessly and Timikov gets tried too. He is a powerful centre. Oh, One of the most powerful centres in the competition. Mm. Can I can I divulge this on you, Matty? Rat? Mm. Remember... Yeah, remember what you could be spending your money on, okay? Um, he's my first anytime try scorer every week. Oh, right. This guy. Yeah. Well, he's so making you some money. I'm not going to put him on too much pressure. But he's joining us on Sports Day. Canberra Centre, Matty Timoko joins us on a Tuesday night. How are you, Matty? Good, mate. How are you? Really good. Now we're into the back end of the season, about to launch into the finals. Yourself, how, how are you feeling? How's the body? No niggling injuries? No, the body's good, mate. Um, 
obviously, you know, coming up to the finals, we've got um, two games left and they're two really tough games. Um, we've just got to take them week by week. Yeah, nice one. Now, Matty, you're an Auckland grammar boy. Now, it, it, Auckland Grammar has produced more All Blacks than any other Doesn't school really. in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, did you start out playing rugby? Was was rugby where it started for you? Um, no, I was definitely all league growing up. Um, and then it wasn't until I kind of uh, went to school where I, I started playing in under-15s rugby. Yep. And then after that, they kind of had a, uh, a year off of rugby just to go back to league because... Um, that's obviously my my main uh, passion. Yep. And then, kind of the last my last year, um, I got the I got opportunity to kind of play first fifteen. So um, I played that, and you know, as 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 much of a league boy as I am, my heart, I, I really uh, thoroughly enjoyed that season. Yeah, yeah, I, I played first fifteen rugby, and I, and I got to say, out of all the things I did in my life, it still holds a very fond place in my heart. So, so tell us, how did you end up in Canberra? Uh, well, it started from Pete Mulholland, um, I oh, think. God bless him. He, um, yeah, what a great guy. Yeah, I know. Mm. Yeah, very, very sad what, what happened to him. But, yeah, he ended up for, um, coming over and watching one of our rugby games and um, kept in talks for a couple um, for a couple of weeks. And then, yeah, slowly as the season progressed, kept coming in and eventually got us a sign to um, come over once school was done. How did you not get run out of Auckland? Not playing rugby. I know. After school, it's unusual. I think yeah. it's changing. The, the guard's changing over there a little bit, particularly now with what the seems what the Warriors, Warriors is are the doing. hottest ticket in town at the moment, Matty, mm. over there. Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely a rugby-dominated um, country, but yeah, no, it's really good to see what the Warriors are doing. Um, you know, they're bringing a lot of eyes and more attention to uh, you know the rugby league sport, and um, you know it's great to see how far they've come this year. Um, you know, being from New Zealand, um, you know, you can't help but. Um, just kind of admire what they've uh, been able to achieve this year so far. So why not the Warriors? If seeing you're a league boy, did you grow up watching the Warriors, liking the Warriors players, or was it just the yeah, skull Pete Mulholland, who's one of the great guys of all time? Great did he just being. was it? Did he just romance you to the point where he he made you Canberra's leave the country? Canberra's just like Auckland. Come over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's no Pete. He's got a way with words. So he has. Yeah. Look, he, he said all the right things to us at the time, and. Um, yeah, you know, um, got me and not only me, but got my mum to come over as well. So it kind of helped me uh, with the transition. Yeah, good stuff. Now, winning last week against the Doggies, you're in the sixth position, 32 points. We all think 32 points obviously gets you into the finals, first week of the finals. Mm. Do, you, do you walk off the field and say to Jack White, and, hey, Jack, guess what? Don't need you. We don't need you. <laughs> Have another week off. Oh man, nah. Legs is definitely you know he's a, he's an integral part of this team. Yeah. Um, you know he's someone that kind of um, embodies the Raider, and um, and so does Jared as well. And um, you know coming up to this week is uh, it's going to be a very emotional week for both of them because this will be their last um, you know regular season game where uh, or te- um, potentially last game at all where mm. their home game um, home game for them. So you know it's going to be a really um, a really emotional week for them, but and for us as well. But you know, um, we're just going to have to, you know, treat this like it's um, just another game, and um, you know, try not to play with emotion. Just um, play our kind of style of footy. Yeah, you're right. It only lasts so long until the last five or ten minutes when you can probably draw on it. But in saying that, you mentioned Jared Croker. Loved him as a player. I remember calling him in the under twenties comp back in two thousand and eight when they won the comp. What sort of teammate is he? Because I've heard he's a clean skin, no skeletons in his closet, loves his horse racing. But as a teammate, what's he What's he like? Oh, mate, he's awesome. Um, you know, for someone that's kind of achieved his, um, 
you know, sort of got some of his achievements, man. He he doesn't, um, you know, he doesn't walk around like it. He, he's basically just one of the lads. You know, he'll talk to anyone. Um, and, you know, on the field, skillful, um, probably one of the most skillful people I've ever kind of um, seen play the game. And um, also just, you know, his, um, his easiness to come to. Like, if, if ever I've got a question, especially when I was younger, I'd go to Jared, and Jared was pretty... Um, you know, pretty helpful, not only to me, but to uh, the younger players coming through as well. So, you know, he's definitely a team-first guy. And um, like I said before, he's, he's the embodiment of what a Raider is. Mm. Yeah. Now, mate, we've all seen um, some of Ricky's press conferences this year, um, the disappointment. And uh, I, I know Ricky, and I, and, and I know he is a, he is a player's coach. He love loves him. his players. I love him. He wants mm. to protect his players. He wants to look after his players. But do, do, mm. does he come? Does he come at you guys from that? I'm disappointed, or does he come at you like I'm angry? Um, I think after the one, uh, the game we played against the Storm, it was it was angry, and <laughs> you know we deserved it too because you know we we had a top four spot in the line, and obviously you know we didn't deliver that day. But um, you know that's that's just him. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Um, you know, especially after after footy, you know, it's hard to kind of um, sometimes rein in um, your feelings because you know you're already um, high on the on the adrenaline and stuff like that. So um, yeah, look, we we got our first spray on um, on the uh, was it Sunday Sunday yeah. yeah. But then look, that um, it's okay. You come back and um, we did a review on Monday and just you know just said to flush it and you know that's exactly what we did. We didn't want to let that waver our confidence and. Um, yeah, you know, we kind of just, we did our review, um, said what needed to be said, and then after that, we just flushed it and moved on to the next job. Yeah, nice. He's the sort of coach you would have loved to play for, mm. I reckon, Ricky. Oh, I, know if, I know many that have played for oh, the guys hot, that Remember how bad he was to play against? Mm. Oh, he just didn't shut up the whole game, Ricky. Yeah. Now, um, I've done my research, Matty, and my research and my some of my, uh, my spies have told me that you're really good mates with big red Corey Horsburgh. Apparently joined yep. at the hip, both of you. Now... Is he number one <laughs> sloppiest rig in the NRL, or just probably top three, top five? Uh, I don't know. You know, he might not have the ads to show, but man, he can. You know, he, he can pull out an eighty-minute performance <laughs> at Big Show. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, no, he's um, yeah, he is a really good mate of mine, and um, you know, it's awesome to see how um, what he's doing this year, especially with the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, he's just been um, constantly getting, like, little injuries and stuff like that. So, see him kind of, um, you know, doing what he's, um, you know, capable of. And, you know, people have been kind of um, knowing that he, knowing what he can produce. It's, yeah, it's good to see it coming off this year. Now, you would have been more excited than any of us because you're so close to him. When he finally made his Origin debut, mm. when he ran out, he looked like a throwback to the 80s, didn't yeah. he? Playing mm-hmm. with Greg Dowling and those mm. sort of guys. But when he played now, is it true that, you, you you had a Corey Horsburgh T-shirt on, was it for Origin Night? Is that is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Did it just have his head on it? <laughs> yeah, just just a picture of his head. One of the boys, um, <laughs> one of the boys, yeah, one of the boys got it printed out. Um, you know, we I thought he was kind of uh, taking the piss at first, and then um, he took a photo of the shirts. He had a lot of them. Uh, printed out five or six out for the rest of the family members that are coming down too. So, yeah, we all got around it and wore it. And it was a good night. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, nice. Great stuff. Now, I love these two players, and I don't know how competitive they are, but they look like two of the most competitive. Well, one one would be a pest because he takes after his dad, mm. Simon Wolford. The other mm. one 
This looks like a little scrapper in Tommy Starling. Yeah. So if you had to throw both of them in a cage fight, who wins? Jeez. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see Tommy win. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm not too sure. You know, James probably has a bigger body, but um, yeah, Tommy's really fast. He knows how to move, but um, I'll definitely be in Tommy's corner. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I want to ask you about one of your firebrands, Hudson Young. Is he as angry off the field as he is on it? Uh, he's he's another one that's, you know, he's calmed down a lot um, <laughs> over the years. Obviously. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've known Huddy since I first moved there in 2018, and um, yeah, he's he's had a lot of uh, massive growth not only on the field but off. Um, obviously, you know, he's had his, he had his little um, things off the field that's kind of uh, that kind of affected him earlier on, and even when he first started playing with the um, you know the eye gouging and that. But you know, he's come a really long way since that, and um, he's in the leadership group at the moment, and I think mm-hmm. he's only about 24, 25. So to be you know that yet yeah, that young and um, put into the leadership group kind of um, you know speaks volumes of how he's grown not only as a uh, player but as a person too. Yeah, so, yeah. outstanding yeah, player, such player. a competitor, isn't he? Mm. That week he came back from Origin, I think it was at Wollongong. He pulled off a tackle, a, a real desperate tackle that needed to be made. It was a, it was a big play uh, that night. Now before we let you go, obviously playing the Broncos this week, had some good victories over the years. The Raiders against the Broncos in Canberra. You got that negative differential, which try to focus on too much. But how does Ricky change the mindset? Can Ricky change it, or has that got to come from the playing group around your defensive mindset leading into the finals, Matty? I think it's got to come from the playing group. Um, you know, you can get told all the stuff um, in the world, but whether you have the mindset to kind of show up and do it, that's another thing. So uh, that's another thing we've been working on too, is just the players keeping each other accountable and, um, you know, just kind of trying to get these little one percenters right. And, um, yeah, you know, the coaches obviously have their things to say, but I think it should be a small... Uh, it's more effective when it comes from, you know, the players. Yeah, awesome stuff. Love watching you play. Outstanding watching you play each and every week, Maddie, and love watching the Raiders play as well. And, well, you're going to be finals bound first week of September and uh, can't wait to see that as well. So thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Really appreciate you taking the time out. No, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. And World Gym. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yeah, time for a sports update right now for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Um, I like this story that's come out of the Broncos, uh, put up by Daddy Vass, no doubt, being a Broncos fan. Mm-hmm. Payne Haas has uh, urged Ezra Mam and Reese Walsh to both extend their time with the Broncos. Nice idea, Payne, but you've taken all the bloody money. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. How are they going to do this? Oh Well, it'll come down to whether they think and how big they think the window is to win a premiership together as a group. Now, I know Daddy Vass, he actually, we laughed at him a few weeks ago. I think it was Daddy Vass when he said, as a Broncos supporter, I think our window is only in the next two years. And you sort of laugh and you go, are you serious? Like, look at their playing group, how young they are. But they'll lose Adam Reynolds at some stage in the next couple of years, just purely due to age and injury. Mm. So but he just plays finals now, though. Yeah. That's all he does. So to try and find someone who's yeah. going to replace him and control yeah. the side. Um, but Ezra could be the one that misses out. Now, Reese Walsh is only on average wage at the moment when you look at what the average NRL player is 600, on. 600, isn't it? Something no, like no, about 400. Oh, 400, right. Yeah, so still a lot of money. Don't And Ezra Mam's on less than that. Yep. Both of those are going to need quite a substantial upgrade. Uh, Pat Carrigan at some stage will ask for a substantial upgrade. 
Katoni Staggs will ask one for one also. I think Pat Carrigan's already got his extension. Yeah, but, I mean, if he continues to yeah. progress the way that he's going, yeah. it's a matter of time for his manager walks in and says, I want another 200000 So that's when teams get broken up. Or you've got the ability to decide to say, okay, well, if I can get, I can get 800 in Sydney or I can get 700 here or 650 or 700 here in Brisbane, I'd stay where I'm one. I know the surroundings and and is it going to be a, a better opportunity to win a comp? So, yeah, but... But sh- this could be the time, though, that we go back to the Broncos of old sats where players signed for unders mm. because they thought they had a great chance of winning a premiership and being part of a great side. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Well, that's that's what it is. And, and, and over the last 10 years, they've been paying overs for players because they've been performing. Well, not last 10 years, maybe last six years, they've been performing not as well as they should be. They could become like the Melbourne Storm and yeah, they yeah. will sign people unders. Yeah, no, Craig, I remember listening to Cam Smith on the captain's run one day and he, he said, if you want to win comps, you've got to pay for less. Now, I, I know that's hard coming from Melbourne because they got caught breaching the salary cap, but at the end of the day, they still would have stayed. It was bad management by the Melbourne Storm to think they had to give them extra because they would have stayed as a group anyway. Yeah. Based on the money that they are on on the salary cap, they were they were getting less than what they would have got at other clubs, and they decided to stay together. And you do if you want to win comps, you got to be willing to to take a little bit less money. And I think the Broncos are in that space now. They are going to have to find a number seven, whether that's Jock Madden or, or someone else. Uh, we'll get to see how he performs over the next two weeks leading yeah. into the finals uh, as their number seven. Calf muscle, isn't it? Yep. Adam Reynolds, old man's injury. Yep. Yeah, mm. and he's had that when he, he had that when he left South, but he's actually managed it quite well. Yeah. So, uh, Polaris, my twenty-three plate clearance is on now. Save up to three thousand dollars on selected models. Tom Weaver, the little number seven for the Tigers. We keep looking towards the future. Tom Weaver, former Australian schoolboy, proudly a homegrown halfback. Look at the <laughs> smile; he's so excited. There's uh, Randall. They're working that way. Weaver's kicking on play three. Turns Jack. Oh, Jack has put a shove. He put a shove on Khan Pereira. Kelly, oh, what a play. Oh, they've done rope-a-dope, the Titans. Yeah, this young man, well, both you and I, Rad, have been watching him for a number of years Mm. now, coming through the the juniors on the Gold Coast. He's an exciting young player, Australian schoolboy, also the Andrew Johns Cup winner and captain in 2019, a student of the... uh, the much celebrated Palm Beach Crumb and High yeah. Gold Coast, which has produced uh, many NRL players, and he played his debut on the weekend. Tommy Weaver for the Gold Coast Titans. It's about time on the sports day. You've been banging on about it for <laughs> oh, weeks, haven't you? Yes. Here he is, Tommy Weaver. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, happy to be here. Cheers for having me on. No, no thanks worries. for coming on. I, I bet, even though you're coming off the the back of a defeat against the back-to-back premiers, you. You've got to be excited about finally getting there. And I've seen a lot of photos of you, Tommy, as, as a kid coming through. And um, the Gold Coast Titans, being at Palm Beach, Corumban, and, and being a local school, is the Gold Coast Titans always the team that you always, I suppose, dreamt about playing first grade for? Yeah, 100%. Look, I, um, I remember when the Titans come into the comp back in uh, 2007 and stuff, and I, I went for the Titans all throughout all my childhood and always watched the Titans. And, um, yeah, being a local junior, it was a great experience to be able to pull the Titans jersey on in the first grade game against the Penrith Panthers on the weekend. So, yeah, it was definitely a dream come true. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. So, so tell us, you, you got tapped on the shoulder, told you playing first grade. Who was the first, what was the first phone call you made? 
Yeah, um, I, tr- I, tr- I tried to call my dad the first time. I, I, he didn't answer the first two times, but um, I, I held off on calling mum. I wanted him to be the first one that I, I, I told that I was um, Dave Bourne, so I held off. And then the third phone call, he picked up, and yeah, I just let him know that um, yeah, I was making my debut, and he was over the moon. And then yeah, from there, just called mum and let her know what was going on, and yeah, she was stoked as well. So no, it was, it was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, there was some great vision of you with your family after the game. Uh, looked like there was a few tears shed. Your dad looked proud as punch, mate. With a, what was said in that little embrace? Yeah, he just said, "Look, mate, um, he was he was stoked. He was yeah, as you could probably see in the footage, he was just over the moon. I think he was a little bit lost for words, to be honest. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, yeah, no, it was it was a really cool moment to share with um my mum, my dad, and my little sister as well. So no, it was, it was really good. Yeah, you've almost got to take yourself away from the result, don't you, when you make yeah, your debut and, and, and have that little moment of glory with those people that have got you there as well. Now, Tommy, for some it's the announcement from the first grade coach you're going to play first grade and others it may be getting smashed by a certain player. It might be the crowd when you run out and hear the, the local crowd, nearly 20,000 there on Saturday night. So for Tommy Weaver, what was your first welcome to the NRL moment? Is there something that made you say, wow, I'm finally here? Yeah, to be honest, uh, when I got a bit of an offload from Phil Sammy, and I oh, actually no, probably my first tackle. Um, it was the first set they ki- we kicked off to them, and um, Lou, I just gave give the back roll early ball, and I just went in to go low, and he just hit me straight, just dropped the hip straight into me, <laughs> went straight over the top of me, and I was like, holy, holy shit! And Phil Sammy was on the wing, and he's like, "You're right, mate. You're right." And I was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, I'm alright." Yeah. Got hey. back on side. Yeah, good stuff. I remember when yeah, I... there, was a, there was another. Yeah, there was another one where I freaking got an offload from Phil and um, I skipped across field and looked up and Liam Martin and Spencer Lina were in front of me. <laughs> so I had nowhere else to go. So I just had to tuck it under the wing and hope for the best. And yeah, they um, they laid me out pretty well. Oh, that's great. That's great. I remember when I first played my first first grade game. I ran on the field against Parramatta and I looked up and I saw Brett Kenny. Yeah. I said, I just want to get tackled by Are Brett Kenny. Are you that Kenny. old? Yeah, 1992. Oh, wow. Wow. I just want to get tackled by Brett Kenny. And I fulfilled my fulfilled nice. my dream. Ran yeah. straight at him and laid now, in front of him. You've uh, been playing really well for Tweed Seagulls in the Host Plus Cup, the Queensland Cup. So, Q Cup to the NRL. Did you notice a big difference in the speed and contact? Yeah, uh, not so much. Well, the contact a little bit, but I think the um, just the speed of the game that 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 really surprised me. I think like in the first fifteen minutes, I was out of my feet and I was like, "Holy, I don't know how I'm going to get through this eighty, but. Um, yeah, definitely definitely the speed of the game, just how much time the ball was in play, just going back and forth sort of thing. I think that was the, the biggest surprise for me. But, um, yeah, and then also, the, yeah, the contact and the physicality of it was a bit, of, a little bit of a step up. Not much, but, yeah, you could definitely see there was a little bit of a difference. Yeah, mate, mate I, I, um, I watched you play in the trial match. I think you played against the Dolphins at the start of the year. Um, yep, yep. And I, I thought you played superbly. I've been... I've been screaming for you to get your start he has, pri- prior to he this, has. prior to this week. So I'm I'm taking some credit, all right? Your manager I'm sitting some, right next to me right it's, now. It's got nothing. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with your play. It's been all me screaming from the rafters. But mate, well done. But listen, there's no bigger introduction to, to first grade than you know you're coming up against the back-to-back premiers. Um, you're coming up you're coming up against you know probably the best number seven in the comp. Um, did you did you learn anything from from being out there with him and and seeing him how he controlled a game or were you too focused on what you were doing at the time? Yeah, look, I I, I was a bit focused on what I was doing, but the little things that I could take away from what he did well was 
he just spoke really well and he was really um how do I say it? He was really um honest with his players, like he could tell them what they were doing right and what they were doing wrong right then and there and then they'll just switch on and fix it. And um definitely his kicking game, like every every time he kicks a ball it's precision, like he just nails it every single time. So I think he would put a fair bit of work into that, and that's something that I'll def- I'm happy. I'm definitely looking at going forward is how much work I want to put into my game as well to be able to be like that. Um, but yeah, that was, that was definitely the big takeaways I t- took away from Berth and Nathan out there. That's that's great insight, isn't it? it? Is. And it's it's great that you were able to take that in and absorb that, Tommy, and and learn from it as well. Was there? I know you don't want to celebrate your opposition, but I mean, let's be honest. He's a he's a pretty cool player, Nathan. Mm. You know and did, during the week when yeah. you knew you were going to play Penrith, was there was there a small party that sort of said, "How cool is this? I'm about to play Nathan Cleary." Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like when um when I found out I was playing, I, like I looked at the draw, and then you could look at the team list and see my name match up against his name in the number seven. <laughs> it was uh, it was a bit of a pinch me moment sort of thing. I was like, "Wow, radio, here we go." Um, uh, yeah, no, it was definitely a cool, cool moment. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I mean, there was a there was a halfback that used to play for Australian rugby, a guy named Nick Far Jones, yeah, yeah. and I watched him uh, play Wales in 1991, I think it was, in at Ballymore, and we were on the sideline just watching the game, and and he was behind the a mall, a rolling mall, and the way he was talking to his forwards, he was so clear mm. and so precise. There was no animation, there was nothing crazy. Quick it was messages, just really clear, precise messaging yeah. to his teammates, um, and and you know, obviously. They listen a little better when you're not yelling in their ears. So, um, mate, it, it doesn't yeah, get any, doesn't get any easier for you. you. You're down to Melbourne this week against, you know, the powerhouse that is the Melbourne Storm. Um, uh, is, is there anything that you'll do differently this week, or are you just going to work on what? I mean, you did some really good things. You put um, Cleese Haas over yeah. for the first try. Um, are there some things that you need to work on this week to to try to, I guess, better that performance? Yeah, look, definitely one thing that I always want to try and improve is my defence. Obviously, not not a not a big sort of fella, so obviously I know I'm going to be a bit of a target in the defensive line. So yeah, that's definitely something that I'll, I've really tried to work hard on this year is my defence with Brett White. So um, just my first up contact and trying to get stay in front and win win as many tackles as I possibly can. So that's definitely something for, uh, going forward that I'm really trying to work on and. Yeah, just playing with as much confidence as I can. Like Jimmy Lenahan sort of said, go out there and play play your sort of footy. Just be un- unpredictable and just play footy. Like he said, there's nothing to lose at the moment. Like we can't make finals. So he said, just go out there and just play your game. Yeah. Which has given me a lot of confidence to go out there and do that. Well, it looked like you were doing that on the weekend. It was really impressive, mate. I, I will say in the defensive side of things, when you're a small guy and you're playing in the halves, my theory was if you just stand in front of them, and, and create sort of like a bit of a speed hum. Hold on where you can, and yeah, your yeah. mates will come and help. Yeah, exactly. Just do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Just get in front Definitely. of them, mate. You're doing well. Well, as, as Rat would tell you, the inside defender is your most important oh, friend in the group. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I had a handy one in Greg Bird. He looked yeah. after me for a while. <laughs> hey, 100%. Hey, Tom, uh, Kieran Foran coming to the club, obviously has played with one of the great modern-day halves in, in Daly Cherry Evans as well. What's he been like even before your first grade debut? Just being able to train with him every day and taking as much information as possible. Has he been really good with your young halves like yourself and Tanner Boyd? Yeah, he's been massive. He's he's been really good for us. Like I think even the the training stuff that like you do at training where 
there's like last year you'd sort of come in and little drills and stuff, but it wouldn't be competitive. Whereas he's come in this year and said, nah, in a game, it's going to be competitive. So you make everything that you're doing a competition that you want to win. So he's the competitiveness that he brings to the team and that he just rubbed off on me and Tanner and uh, other halves and stuff like that. It's been enormous. And yeah, he's been really good to um, have at our club and work with him, I guess, and work as much as possible. Well, the only advice that Rat and I can give you is that even though you're young and you're um, you're only very early into your first grade career is don't be intimidated by the experienced players. They want a halfback tells them what to do. Mm. So I'm sure you'll find your voice very, very soon, Tommy. And we're, we're really we're stoked to see you finally get your Absolutely. first grade debut last week. And, and good luck this week in Melbourne, which is an exciting place to play at Amy Park. It's one of my favourite grounds. And thank you very much, mate, for joining us on Sports Day. Good luck this weekend. No, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. And World Gym. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be... Someone's got to be accountable for this. Yeah, welcome back to it. Sats and Jace here tonight. I, I look at the run sheets mm-hmm. and I... Oh, I did... I did see the uh, meat juice on there, but I see it's just been taken from the mm. the run list. I, I was looking forward to hearing oh, okay. about meat juice. Yeah. So Daddy Vass probably didn't – he probably put the wrong letter, the wrong words in right, there. Right, okay. Because we're going to spring it on you. But you've got one about Damien Hardwick. Oh, you, you, want me to, you want me to go first? Yeah, right, go I'll go first. Damien Hardwick, mm-hmm. the new coach of the Gold Coast Suns. Yep. You do not – this is him at these media conference, the big launch of here's our coach, wonderful guy, not funny. It was funny. I thought it was five, and the last one I was looking for was a movie world pass, but they threw in an extra year, which is great. But <laughs> Yeah, so he he's cracking a bit of gear mm-hmm. at the press conference about the, the, the length of his contract being five years, and he goes, oh, I just wanted a movie pass. Yeah. So, so four plus a movie world pass. Mm. Mate. That's that's not good comedy. That is... Oh, where, where's Thingo? That's... Come on, that's ridiculous. Leave the funny gear to us. I've got a serious one. Oh, have you? Yeah. So, the Wizard of Oz, the original Wizard of Oz. Right. Okay. Um, can you remember the scene when there's... Tin, uh, sorry, there's uh, Scarecrow and... Um, is it Alice? No, who's that's Alice in Wonderland. Who's... What's her name? The one that... Toto. No, no, that's, that's the, the dog. dog. Tonto, whatever. Uh, no, her, her name is Dorothy. Dorothy. So there's a scene where Dorothy and Scarecrow and there's, there's snow coming down. And oh, was it? You might vaguely remember it. No. The snow was 100% asbestos. It was not. <laughs> Come oh, on, that's shouldn't ridiculous. Be laughing that. Shouldn't be laughing at it. Yeah, that is ridiculous. It was 100% asbestos. Mate, mate, I remember, I can't watch that movie because I remember I saw it once, one night, mm-hmm. and I was... Frightened and scared because the the scene with the witch, yeah, she was frightening, yeah. and then her legs sticking out from under the house with the funny coloured socks on that frightened me. <laughs> if you've got it, that's ridiculous. So four five seven seven three six seven three six break time. When we come back, we'll wrap up some sad cricketing news and good cricketing news around next. Kia didn't just make an eight seat family car; they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV and World Gym. Trained for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews. Wednesday night, geez, a lot on Satsy. Um, before we go, some sad news 
Uh, in the cricketing world, former Zimbabwe captain Heath Streak passes away at the age of 49. I thought he'd be older than that. He played, um, what, 65 tests for Zimbabwe. He was an all-rounder. You remember him? 189 ODIs. I, I can remember his bowling style. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. The blonde-headed guy. Bl- yep. 90s and 2000s, making nearly 5,000 runs and taking 453 international wickets. Dead at the age of 49. I mean, that's younger than us. Mm. I couldn't imagine being dead. There, there was there was a report later on this afternoon, around sort of 4.30, 4.45, that Zimbabwean cricket legend Heath Streak is still alive, his mother has confirmed. So he's not dead? We don't know. We don't know. There, there is a, there was a story this afternoon also that, that his mother has confirmed that he's actually alive. Oh, no, this is not that moment Richard Wilkins named old mate who was in those Jurassic Park movies dead. Remember that? Yeah. I hope this is not that you're not even listening to me. I'm, I'm just reading this story again. Really? On Wednesday morning, the cricket world was rocked when, as it turned out, it was incorrectly reported that Streak lost his battle against cancer at the age of 49. So he's alive. Well. We'll scrap that then. We don't know. How dare you, Heath Streak? I was worried. I was, I was upset for you. Mm. Well, that's no good. Uh, we've got some T20s and ODIs coming up against South Africa. Um, actually, is there at a the World end Cup of this, this year? Yeah, there is a World Cup, but South Africa are playing Australia in some T20 internationals from the 31st of August. Mm. So next week, and then we're playing some ODIs from the 7th to the 18th of September in South Africa. And Marnus Labuschagne has been recalled into the ODI squad after Steve Smith was ruled out with a wrist injury, which was sustained during the Ashes. Lana Shane got dropped uh, for some poor form, but he believes he can reclaim that number four spot uh, in South Africa. And Mitch Marsh has been named skipper, which is great, a great return for Mitch Marsh. Isn't the Bison. It? The Bison, certainly. So mm. he's now uh, he's the skipper as well. Geez, that series has snuck up. And, of course, there is the World Cup that's coming up in October. Uh, I think that's in India. So plenty going on for the Aussie cricketers leading into what is you could only describe as a lacklustre Australian summer this year. Um, it was the West Indies and and Pakistan. It's Yeah, it's not the greatest. We've got some ODIs against India f- late September. Where did you say the ODI World Cup? Is it T20 ODI? ODI. Where is it? So held? the men's, men's ODI World Cup yep. will be held in India from October 5 okay. to the 20th of November, mm. which is around the same time as the Rugby World Cup. Mm. So two, another two World Cups going on at the same time. And if Australia finished fourth, we're a good chance of getting a statue <laughs> at Suncorp. Is that right? Or, or with the Gabba? Is that, is that a – what are your thoughts on that? No, it just shouldn't happen. Fourth. Yeah. Oh, I, just I know, do a big ribbon. No, but I know the, what they're trying – the message they're trying I'm to joking. send. I'm joking. I know. The joking. message they're I'm trying joking. to send is obviously that, yeah. that you know, the way that it – If you participate, you can get something. Yeah, true. But <laughs> – the message is sent, I suppose. But in saying that, I mean, Rat made a good point the other night. Maybe just a really nice plaque would be good. Is that a nice, that's ridiculous? Come on, that's ridiculous. Mm. Matt Rat Rogers saying came up with a, a good idea. There's a plaque. Breaking news, John Morris returns the West Tigers assistant coach. And yep. We talked about that a little early, but yep. he'll stay at South till the, the end of the year. Which he needed to because they wouldn't have had yeah. many left in the coaching department. No, that's yeah. right. They're going back to the West Tigers. Mm. So... Go. First big uh, it's actually It's actually not a bad one as well because, yeah, with Benji, with his inexperience, he, he needs someone that knows his way around the... Is Tim Sheen still there, though, as football manager? Rugby well, he's still there, but I'm, I'm hearing he's going to go back to the UK. Okay. Not right. as a coach. As, but... as Warrington assistant coach, no, just, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just jokes. Jokes all around. Mm. I see. 
Uh, we're going to go. Funny. Uh, what? Leave the humour to me. I'm going to leave it to Damien Hardwick. It was funny. I thought it was five, and the last one I was looking for was a movie world pass, but they threw in an extra year, which is great. But <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back tomorrow night. See ya. See ya. Goodbye.